Welcome to the Life and Times of Captain Barney Miller podcast. I'm your host, Mike White. Joining me is the rookie, Chris Dashew. If they send me out in a uniform, I'm going to quit. I'll do it. I'm going to quit. Also joining us is Sergeant Richard Haddam. I didn't make those marks on your desk. (laughs) (laughs) On this episode of the Life and Times of Captain Barney Miller, we are talking about three episodes of the original Barney Miller show. We are talking about Community Relations, which was the 13th episode of the third season, directed by Norm Pitlick, which aired January 13th, 1977, starting off a brand new year. We're also talking about... The Rand Report, which aired January 20th, 1977, and the appropriately named Fire 77, directed by our friend Bruce Bilson, which came out January 27th, 1977. And I have to say, I I was pretty impressed with this uh, batch of episodes. I was afraid we're going to have a letdown after talking about Hash in the last episode, but I was pretty happy with this. How about you, Chris? Um, no, I think these episodes were good. I, I do find it funny you mentioned the last episode where we had Otto on. Otto, Otto, who's fantastic, by the way. Um, now that we're friends on Facebook, we can go back and forth <laughs> about our love of Barney Miller. But, uh, you know, we, we're, kind of, we're kind of giving our audience who may be listening to this show and had never listened to our other show. Because here's the thing. I'm thinking about it now. We have to oh, introduce yeah, who Richard is. Because people might be like, who the fuck be- is this guy? He just showed up one day. He showed up <laughs> like Mike. What the from? fuck? Are you going to start talking about yeah. slivers of soap or something, Richard? <laughs> I was about to say, you what? introduced him like Mike. <laughs> <laughs> He's sitting at Fish's desk. We don't know who the fuck this guy is. Who is Richard Haddam? Yeah. <laughs> who, who am I? Do I introduce myself and you guys do it for me? Yes. Introduce yourself, and, okay. Richard. Okay, because again, listen. there are there is an assumption that people who listen to Kolchak are listening to this, but there are gonna be people who didn't right. listen to Kolchak. And some people might listen to our a- amazing ranking on Bass show, and they might not listen to this, or vice versa. So who if, is this Richard Haddam? If there is if there is anyone out there within the sound of my voice I am being made to participate in podcast after podcast after podcast. They slaughter them cow after cow, pig after pig, podcast after podcast. Find an adult you trust and get them down here because I'm in trouble. That's who I am. If you're hearing this voice, I need help. They're holding me against my will. Listen, They're feeding me I'm, nothing but mashed potatoes in a, in a soup can and episodes of Barney Miller. Okay, it's a me, Japanese me, delicacy. Me, it's called Shabu Shabu. Come on. <laughs> it is garbage. <laughs> Let me tell you this. I, if, if, uh, I, I, I am very fortunate. I was born in 1966. I consumed. Whoa. We asked you to tell us about about who you are. No, Start, I'm starting at the beginning. <laughs> I'm kidding. God damn I'm you! Starting all the way at conception. I was born second 1966. I lived the first 50 years of my life consuming media, and then a thing came into my life called the Kolchak tapes, and it was the beginning of my life in podcasts. That led to other podcasts. And now and now I've got somewhere to go with all of my precious thoughts. My life has been made so much richer by Mike and Chris. 
And my wife is so happy I'm not talking to her about this. <laughs> we can all rejoice that I've got somewhere to go and talk about season three, episodes 13, 14, and 15 of Barney Miller, because I thought my feelings about those episodes I'd have to take to me grave. You know, Richard, it's like that thing that Anton Chigurh says in Old Con- No Country for Old Men, where he's like, if you had rules and they led you here, what were those rules ever for? <laughs> There you, go. <laughs> you just look back yeah. on your whole life. Everything has led you to this moment. Talking about Barney Miller, I could if not. Everything be has happier. led you here, Richard. What have you done? <laughs> what have you done? Well, I can't look. I, I, I will say that just before I got online with you guys, I spoke to my friend Larry. I don't know if I've talked about Larry. Larry's a a, a guy I met in high school, and uh, and Larry is sort of the pop culture guru of my life and, and has been for the last, you know, 45 years. I mean, it, it, there's no one who knows more just out of his head about music, movies, television, and, and the things that we love and you love than, than Larry. And uh, so just before I checked in, I said, Larry, I'm going on a Barney Miller podcast. We're going to be doing episodes 13, 14, and 15 of season three. And he's like, season three. Okay, so Chano's gone. Wentworth's gone. Dietrich is in. What are those episodes? <laughs> I said, community relations, rant report, and, uh, and fire 77. And he's like, oh, fire 77's got my best. I, I love that's the That's uh, Yamana's got the shabu shabu. I love that's one of my favorite bits of all time. <laughs> now, this is off the top of his head. Nice. And I'm like, and I'm like, well, you know, my favorite bit from community relations, he's like, I know your favorite because that's the one with the blind guy, right? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, that's the one where Yamana and Harris have the bet. I'm like, yeah. And it doesn't it pay off beautifully. He's like, oh, it's the oldest gag in the world with the best payoff ever. So as we get into these discussions, all of these comments will make sense. Yeah, I really like this thread that we have through here of Yamana and Harris and this whole bet that they have that Harris can quit smoking. And I've never really noticed him smoking that much before, though. I think we have mentioned how odd it is to see people smoking in an office building. And Oh, yeah. It's just weird to see people yeah, in an office. That is true to these days, there. yes. To be fair. And then, yeah, that uh, Nick can quit betting. Though it's weird that they bet on this. So you would think that right away it's <laughs> null and void. <laughs> I never thought of that, but you're 100% correct. <laughs> that is right. That's the smoke. That's the Smokey and the Bandit loophole right there. You know, they were just taking that alcohol and they were just yeah. drinking it themselves. So well, technically they weren't breaking the law, guys. <laughs> hey, you can't make a right. bet about a bet. That is, can't, well. Well, okay, let me tell you. You can. Let me tell you something because, well, a couple things. Well, first thing is, that's the, fir- the first thing you see in the episode Community Relations is, uh, is Harris smoking Ron Glass just like like so much smoke is coming out of his mouth that if you had forgotten that his character smokes, they're setting it up. Oh yeah, they're setting it up. So it's like great. Now let me let me tell you something about making television in 2021, 2020, 2019, 2018. I work in a little show called Titans on HBO Max. Wonderful show, and uh, season three premieres August twelfth, and the two-and-a-half-minute trailer is now out. Check Twitter or your social media. But my point is this. This is a show people get uh, uh, brutally beaten. Brutally beaten, uh, faces dragged through broken glass, uh, shot in the head, set on fire. Uh, People are assaulted, violence of all sorts. 
uh, language. Uh, it is a dangerous adult show. We were told by Warner Brothers, that's fine. That's fine with us. But there's one thing you cannot do. What is that one thing? No smoking. No smoking. <laughs> you cannot show any character smoking. Wow. I wrote an episode. Now, for the, if God forbid, there's someone out there who's a Titans fan and enjoyed the uh, season two, episode six, uh, Connor. Uh, the episode that introduced Superboy. There was a character, a guest character, and part of that character's thing was that character smoked. I wanted this woman to smoke. That was part of the conception of this sort of woman on the edge. And for the first time and last time ever on Titans, Warner Brothers stepped in and said, you, you, can't, you can't do that. Can't, can't do what? Show, show, show people being uh, riddled with bullets? No, no, that's fine. The smoking. What? Can she hold the cigarette? No. Can she per, can she go to light it then drop it? No, we'd be more comfortable could if she smoke did. a could she smoke a doobie? Could she no. smoke a joint? No, nothing smoking from the mouth. That was the wait, only but, thing but they is, have. But our joints our joints are off joints are is off limits, correct? We have shown a character injecting heroin <laughs> into their arm. <laughs> I mean, you know, you gotta have limits. Ladies and gotta have limits. Uh, in the words of Dirty Harry, in the words of Dirty Harry, a man has got to know his limitations. Yeah. <laughs> and that, those are our limitations. So one nice thing I really like about this episode is that we have a mention of Wentworth because when the episode opens, Barney's there marking the board as to who's in and who's out. And so he's just like Wentworth. And I think it's Harris that says she's in vice. Oh, okay. Yeah. Dietrich, he's out. So it's like, all right, no Dietrich this episode, no Luger either, but we'll get there. And this, I, there's not that many stories in this one. We've got the blind guy and we've got the guy who is getting kicked out of his house. Luckily, he's not a recluse who's about to get murdered by the men of the 12th precinct. <laughs> right. But, thank you for, thank you yeah. for bringing that up. Don't you remember the last time you guys did this? <laughs> it didn't turn out too well. Yeah. No, it didn't. There was... Um... Something else that happened in the episode that was so strange. Was it Fish stapling was. his socks so they stayed up? Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> All of a sudden, Fish has become like this hyper-eccentric character. And it's just, it's it's like they're trying to play it up so much so yeah. that he leaves. They're trying to sell us on why he needs to be in another show. Did they know? And it's like, I don't buy it. At oh, at this point, yeah. I mean, at this point, the show, like, at this point, they're prepping his right they've already introduced two other characters from the fish show. well three if you count bernice but oh yeah no two of the, the kids yeah, yeah oh no the the thing i wanted to mention because oh. you said there's no luger you know what the show needs a luger alert and a bellevue alert because they bring bellevue up in every other episode man. <laughs> if we yes it's a little much it's actually a lot much Knowing what Bellevue probably If we was. had a, uh, a Levitt alert, I think it would be a big old foghorn because we'll talk about him, but man, oh man, he is just not funny. I hope he gets funnier because, boy, it's about to be him on yeah. the show all the time. Yeah. Guys. El Brando Reporto. <laughs> what is that? Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, for two things. No, don't whoa, 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 whoa. This is our show. <laughs> 
Whoa, 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 whoa. This whoa, is whoa, whoa. our show, sir. You don't whoa, 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 us here. <laughs> wait, wait. Do you have an issue? I don't think I don't find Ron Carey to be particularly funny either. I mean, not yet. Maybe Ron he gets Carey's- there, but in these early episodes, he's just a pain in the ass. Ron Carey continues to be a pain in the ass, but but the the concept of his character, which feels a, a, a little one note and continues on that note, does I I'm going to say continues to get funnier and funnier because I find him very endearing as an actor. Um, he's a guy who started out as a stand-up in uh, New York way back in the day. Um, and, and, and was you friends. You find it funny now though? Oh yeah. You find oh. it funny now though. Yes. Yeah. I think he gets funnier. I, I, my memory, cause I, I, I did the, I, I watched the entire series. I was telling again, my friend Larry, that, that I, I went through season one through seven, uh, like in 2018. So just, just a few years ago, I, I went through the whole thing and haven't seen it since until I watched these episodes, which I was suddenly, but I had seen it. I, I had watched the show in its original run. Mike, you, you're not quite old enough to have done that. Or are you? I watch a lot of these. Like I, I've brought up a few times before, as far as like, Oh yeah, I remember this one before, but I mean, it was very okay. few and far between obviously hash. And then a few other like little things where I'd be like, Oh yeah, there's the guy who's got the American flag on his jeans. Like just like flashes of things. Yeah. Okay. So when I was a kid, pretty young. Oh, well, you guys will love this because it connects up. I would watch. I, I, I loved Barney Miller when, when I was very young. And I would watch it. When I say very young, I mean eight years old. And I would watch it on Thursday nights. I think it was like nine or nine thirty. And one of the things I loved about it was they always ran a promo for Friday night's Night Stalker. Oh, nice. So I knew if I watched, I knew it connected to Colchak. It always comes back to Colchak. If I watched Barney Miller, at some point ABC would go tomorrow night on ABC. Colchak delves into the world of a politician turned into a (laughs) (laughs) exactly. (laughs) So I'd always get a little taste, but um, but I remember watching it a lot when I was a kid, and I also remember watching it in reruns um in the afternoons when I would come home from school in like middle school and high school. And, and I remember there was something very comforting about the show. There was something about that room. Cause it was always that, that one view into the, into that room. And then, you know, Barney Moe's office, like, like once a season, I'm sure you guys have covered this once a season, they'll go out, mm-hmm. they'll do a stakeout, they'll do something, but mostly just that room. And I, I was like, God, I just, when I die, like in whatever the phantasmagorical, you know, unbound consciousness is of, of the after death experience. I, I I'm going to live in that, in that dirty, disgusting, uh, uh, 12th precinct. I'm, I'm just going to wander around in there and, uh, hang out with the, with the ghosts of, uh, those detectives. So instead of the Louis, the 16th bedroom from 2001, it's going to be the 12th precinct set that you're going to be in. <laughs> I love it. Absolutely. Richard is on the Richard's on the bed right. as the star child. On the bed at, in the prison. As Abe Vigoda comes out from the bathroom, and then everybody applauds. Yeah, washing his hands, looks at him. My, his my, head. Look, my, what is this? I, I, what is this? My my overall feeling is that Barney Miller was always a good show, but it continues to get better. I think as seasons go by, you guys are going to like the show more and more and more and more. And more. I mean, we already like it. Yeah, well, we like the show a yeah. lot. Well, I think you're going to like it more. I was going to say, wherever you are now. It's only going up. All right. That's my prediction. 
Hopefully with Ron Carey, yeah. too, because he's not funny. The other story... <laughs> Richard, Richard, you're welcome. And the other story that's going on here, and really, I would think is kind of more of our A story, is the whole story of Wojo, who is trying to testify in court against somebody that he arrested and is not having it. Um, and he and this public defender are going back and forth and Wojo's just not happy. And this is that like Wojo characteristic that we talked about before, where he is this very capable, tough guy Marine, but then you put him in a situation like this and he's just like, can't do it, Barn. You know, have all these troubles, Barn. But I like this public defender in here, and especially when the uh, guy who comes in is just like, you got to get this tenant out of my building because we're trying to demolish it so I can, you know, sell the land and yada yada. And I love how Fish just gives him such a hard time by typing so slowly. And then I love when the public defender is just like, you're doing what now? You're going to kick this old man out? Oh, man, we are going to have a field day with you. <laughs> it's classic Barney Miller. It's the character that just can, that has a point, a very strong point of view. And every other thing that's happening triggers that point of view. Right. It, it And it's so good. Like, Everyone who comes to the door, it's like that, per, you know, the DA is like, you know, doing the math in his world. That person's sympathetic, that you're unsympathetic. You know, how's a jury going to respond to this? How's a jury going to respond to that? And, and it does it, it. And the guy who plays, what's the name of the guy who plays the, the landlord, the uh, property owner? Joseph right. V. Perry. Oh my God, he's so good. Yes. And and I'm sure you guys have talked about the fact that a lot of these guys show up a lot of times oh, in, yeah. in different roles or sometimes the same role. But this guy is so. They're both so funny because they're so. It, 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 the, the the writing is brilliant in that way in that they come in and it's very clear from the the first minute who they are and what they are and they wring every laugh out of that they can get in 25 minutes and then they're done. Oh yeah. And those two characters I love. I love. Well, I really like the blind guy too. I thought he was fantastic. And if he doesn't show up, I know he shows up in fish, uh, at least twice. I don't think he necessarily shows up again in Barney Miller, but he should because he's just fantastic. He shows up in 1999's Roland Emmerich directed. Oh, wow. That's playing that same, playing the same character. No, no, he's playing a fisherman. You know, in that movie that has like half of the cast of The Simpsons right. in it for whatever reason. <laughs> that, oh, God. And uh, pr- Mayor Yeah, Ebert. yeah. Look, this show has the best character oh, yeah. actors. Like, come on. This and Kolchak, I mean, they were just... I mean, look, I think the 70s, like the late 60s and the 70s, I think in total, are a pretty amazing time to be a character actor in Hollywood. Because yeah. these... These folks, I mean, men and women, are just killing it. Well, you know... Like, every show that they're on, these people are literally making a name for themselves as character actors by just being uh-huh. on these kinds of shows constantly. Again, it's when it's when being a character actor was a thing in, in a way that is it's not right. really a thing anymore unless you're, you know, Richard Kind. Right. You know? <laughs> and even he is sort of... But he would have, you know, 20 years earlier, he would have been all over Barney Miller. Oh yeah. The only shows that went into the eighties, just into the eighties, I think, that really took advantage of these character actors were uh, Love Boat and Fantasy Island. Yeah. You know, they they depended on that. Yeah, it's funny. Um, okay, I did look up. He does come back 
and he comes back as let's see which character is he in this what's his his okay Mr. he roth. comes back as leon roth three more times including the last episode and he Whoa. comes back as Whoa, eddie what? blake at least well it's a a two-parter called kidnapping and oh it looks like we he was already in the episode protection that we talked about he was anthony oh he was the old mobster remember the old mobster that they brought in this same the guy same guy, same guy. I know, crazy. This is the kind of thing you would never do now. You cannot do this now. This doesn't exist where you bring back the same actor in a different role. In the 70s, they did it all the time. Robert Weber showed up on the Rockford Files every single time. He showed up at least once a season as a completely different character. You never questioned it. Doesn't happen now. Ralph Monza played Hitler in Blade. Well, he played it in the TV show, right? That, like... No, the the thing where they're in the commissary. Oh, really? That was him. Oh, that they're yeah. about to uh, they're about to shoot IMDb. the bunker scene. That's right. Wow. Yeah. Well, the the guy who yeah. shows up in the next episode, and maybe we should move on to the next episode, which is El Rando. Yes, Reporto. the Rand Report. The one of the guys that shows up in that. <laughs> um, I'm trying to remember. Is it uh, Martin Garner? Is the guy's name? Martin Garner is in the episode. Martin Garner is like the old the old man who says his wife is locked in the the elevator. Like, come on, Richard did probably Richard can do it better than I can. You've seen that guy so many times. He can do the mouth. It's all about the mouth. It's literally about how you hold your mouth. Never marry a sex goddess. (laughs) I kept Um, waiting for her to come in, and I'm just like, what's she gonna look like? You kn- you know, I'm surprised it wasn't Bernice. <laughs> they just have her play someone else. <laughs> I mean, Bernice is a sex. That's true. She's a sex fiend. I love Florence Stanley. Don't you love Florence Stanley? Oh, Don't God, you fucking yes. love her? Yep, she's the greatest. I mean, she's perfect. She's the perfect uh, opposite to Mr. Vagoda. That's. I mean, could could a person like Florence Stanley have a career today? Maybe she might show Inactive. up in a lot of Law and Orders, those kind of things. Yeah, Coen oh, yeah. Brothers movies. She could be the who's the old lady that's in? I um, mean, like the is it Ozark or like some of those shows? Like who's like that? Yeah, shows yeah, about like yeah, backwoods. She could do folk. that. I love her. Hey, look, Richard. Everybody's got to work, man. Like nobody's business. Um. Now, Martin Garner, if he was working today, that man would not be working in the industry. Wait, so you're saying, so Ma- Martin, working in cartoons. Martin is the guy who, cartoons, who's got man. the wife and he's worried about the wife. Right. He thinks he, yeah. he, that, 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 that there's clearly been some sort of sexual assault in this elevator. How could there not be? She's so beautiful. It's a, a crazily touching subplot. Yeah. So yeah, the name of the episode is The Rand Report, and this is all around a report that was done by a think tank to say that uh, uniformed cops do all the work and the detectives are just a complete waste of money. And I do love how they go through, like, they just spend their time looking good, and there's Harris adjusting his tie, and they just shuffle paperwork, and there's Yamada with all the papers, (laughs) probably mostly racing forms (laughs) that he's shuffling through. And, yeah, they are definitely very upset. And it brings out the wrath of one Luger. I was so happy to see him show up in this. Man, he just, you know, we talked about him before, Chris, that he is just that 
spice now. And he just comes in, does like one scene, and he's out, and it's fantastic. Yeah, no, Luger is where it's at. I mean, he's the best part of this oh, show yeah. when he's on the show. He's great. He's not like the really self-aggrandizing... Ter- I mean, he's self-aggrandizing in a good way now, not in like a obnoxious, really like... Right, off-putting way as we saw for like the first two seasons of the show. And then I do love that Fish is undercover at an old age home, and him coming in and just telling the stories of what's been going on at the age, old age home, and especially all these thieveries, all these robberies are going on at the old age home, and then he finally discovers that the people just rob each other the whole time. They do it for fun. <laughs> I mean, they got to get their jollies off somehow. He wants to come back there and not take the warm milk to put him asleep. The beautiful thing here is that they find a way to tie in the Rand report to Wojo's continuing odyssey of trying to evolve, which goes literally all throughout this entire series. And, And how humiliated he is that it's only Detective's third grade that that have to do one week now in uniform per month, which is a lot. I mean, that's twenty five percent of your life now. Yeah, is back is in uniform, and for some reason, I know I've seen the episode six times, but I I think I always think that as soon as that's said, someone Harris or someone is going to go. You know what? We'll let, we'll, that's not fair. We'll all do it. We'll all take a week. We'll all take a week. Wojo doesn't have to be all do next month. You do next month. You do next month. But they don't. And Wojo's like, I can't. It's like the, the humiliation is so, is so genuine and oh, authentic. Yeah. And, and when he does say, I quit, you totally get it. Like, you know, he's not going to quit. It's going to have to be resolved somehow. But you totally get it. You're like, yeah, we've been following this story of him trying to move forward and trying to move forward. And now he's getting kicked back down and it's like, I've had it. So that, that I found, uh, I, I totally bought it. Well, it also brings about one of the strangest moments in this episode, and maybe one of the strangest moments in recent memory of watching the show, which is, you know, we've, we, you even brought up the joke of Dietrich not having a place to sit. And so he's always desk surfing and, you know, he's at Fish's desk for a while, and then Fish comes back, and he's just like, okay. And they make a, make a weird thing of it, which is kind of nice, because that's Dietrich. And after Wojo quits and storms out, Dietrich has what's supposed to be a laugh line of, looks like a desk just opened up, nobody laughs. I was like, wow. Either that joke just died, or the audience was like in shock that Wojo left. And I think it was more that they were in shock that Wojo left. Yeah, uh, I noticed that too, and and I respected them for letting it play in that sort of like, ooh, that's not super funny kind yeah. of way. Now, and I don't know if you guys have talked about this, and I don't remember what season it was, but there is a particular season in the run of the show where they stopped filming in front of a live audience, and it is all laugh track. And the reason was because Noam Pitlick and and the other sort of you know people at the top of the show would 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 spend so much time redoing and let's reshoot it and stuff that these these the the studio audience would be there for six hours. Oh yeah, and they they'd be totally burned out and they wouldn't be laughing at anything. And they realized to 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 
because it's not a typical sitcom. The the rhythms are different, and it's so subtle, and 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 the jokes are so sort of offbeat and just kind of soft that they travel through television, but they don't travel to the bleachers beyond the cameras the way it does on Cheers or Friends or you know Will and Grace or name Bazinga, the show. Bazinga, dude. Bazinga, yeah, Big Bang Theory, yeah, exactly. Bazinga, dude. And I and at a certain point they were like they were like this. You know what? We're going to three in the morning, <laughs> and they were. So it's like we can't do this anymore. You know what? Let's just we'll just do our shoots. Let, we, forget the audience. We'll sweeten it with a laugh track. But I forget what what season that was. But it did happen. Well, we've noticed sweetening even going on right now. You know, like there were a few. I, I think it was even in season two where I was just like, I could recognize the laugh track from mash being used in this because of a couple of very distinctive laughs that were in mash i'm just like oh i've heard that laugh before Jesus. so yeah when otto bruno was on the show last month he was telling us that um sometimes danny arnold would just be like writing and writing and rewriting and just like they would get to set and they wouldn't even know what the fuck they were shooting that's crazy yeah i mean this was a very very uniquely run show it was not three's company it was not the normal show but it it pays off. It did so well, and ABC was happy with it, and it was doing well. They would have kept it going on longer, I think. But at a certain point, everyone decided, yeah, let's just wrap it up. But um, they they were like, okay, you guys do whatever you have to do. It was in a different era of television where they had their rules and they had their requirements, but they also let if you had the ra- if you were getting ratings, you could kind of run the show however you wanted. I don't I don't know. I don't know how I feel about the payoff at the end of this episode. Yeah. With Wojohowitz, it it feels a little cheap cuz like he's like I took a walk and then I came back in my uniform like mm-hmm. it makes your quitting seem unimportant. Well, and this is the one where you're saying we can't stand Levitt cuz Levitt just keeps doing this whole thing of like, sure, yeah, I'll hide this paperwork and they keep talking about somebody who like ratted out the detectives to the Rand Corporation and you're just like, yeah. It's like Levin, oh, fuck he's off. Such dude. a pain in like, the ass. Go, go fuck go fuck yourself away. Like you fucking backwards ass creozoid. Get out of here. Like it's fucking it's a little much. Like it's yeah. not funny. I, I mean <laughs> Richard Richard's like, okay the oh look at that. Ooh. I mean look at the problem is this show when it's funny, it's really funny and his comedy isn't where it is going to be, clearly, to what you said, Richard. So right now it just right. doesn't work very well. I, I, I will say this that that the that it's I think it gets refined a little bit, but the core of that character. Well, I mean, let's jump back for a second. Talk about Wojo. You know, they're they're um, they're very consciously trying to push Wojo forward and mm-hmm. evolve him, which is really interesting. That he starts out. I mean, he's he's dating hookers, and he you know, and he continues on that journey, but. But but if any character um, really changes and evolves throughout the show, it is Wojo, and 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 it's one, and you can see it. It's very obvious, mm-hmm. not in a bad way, but it's obvious. And I think this was perhaps Chris felt this was a little too obvious or a little bit too easy. Maybe it was, but this was them going. But you know what? We don't want him to be a, a an. an idiot it's like you don't quit of course you don't quit you don't quit your career over something like this so you come back and you don't love it but you understand okay i gotta take a few more knocks i'll take a few more knocks 
and they and they and they do resolve it with his characters. I got to break something, you know. They're like, okay, here, do this, do that, and, and then and then what does he eventually break? The iconic glass, you know, twelfth uh, precinct, uh, you know, uh, door panel. So it's like he's still Wojo, you know, one step forward, half a step back. Okay, he's he. It's season three. We got we we got some road ahead of us. One well, I do like too that that broken door plays off by helping to humiliate Levitt at the very end. That he's I don't know if he's talking to somebody or if he's just talking to himself, but basically like ripping on Barney, and he's doing it right there in plain view of Barney. Like, oh, okay, what a little weasel! Not to not to spo- not to spoiler alert or, or not not to spoil anything, but. But the the core of of Levitt's character of of a guy who is obviously of diminutive height and and that and that plays a role in his constant feeling of you know I don't get no respect or whatever yep. you want to call it. inadequacy and I'm in the uniform but but you will see as things as things evolve for him he he's 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 a he's a guy with a dream uh, look. He's a guy with a dream. His dream is to be any one of those guys mm-hmm. <laughs> in that room that we watch every day. And we see that we, we see how that plays out over the seasons. And, and if nothing else, it makes you understand the character more. And I think if you understand the character more, you do. And they become more human. You, you, you do find yourself identifying and then laughing and enjoying and taking them in a bit. And we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'll just say this much. They should have just given the woman who played Wentworth his position and had her on the show full time. Linda Lavin as Wentworth. Fantastic character. I loved her. I wish she had stayed. She got her own show. They gave her Alice. So we. Oh, I know. uh, No, no. We've talked. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's. To me, of all the people who have been on this show so far, and now we're getting to the point where main characters are being replaced, she's the one where I'm like, I would have liked to have seen more of this, like, permanently. Totally. She came into the show and already worked. We didn't have to get warmed up to her character. And look, again, you're probably right, Richard. We probably will come around on his character. Maybe. I hope so. Yeah. Because if not, we've got, like fucking five oh. seasons of it <laughs> so it's, you know it's like we better come around to liking it because otherwise well, don't forget, we didn't like luger when we first saw him so yeah and now That's it's fair. just like okay he comes in he does this and levitt's kind of the same way but there was just a lot of levitt in this one like just kept coming back oh my God, well when yeah. is wojo coming back well well oh yeah sure no i'll fake this report oh sure wink 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 and it's just like oh get out of here and you know and for I don't know if you guys. Well, I'm like, have you guys seen the whole show, or are you guys kind of, kind of going through it episode by episode for the first time? Pretty much. I mean, I saw him when I was, however young I was. I would have been right. five at this point to see him in yeah. first run, and probably would have seen them in reruns during the summer. But yeah, I haven't sat down and watched happens. the whole thing yeah. since and- they originally aired. And when you watch, when you, when you've seen the whole show years ago, you you conflate and you bring, and it's like any show. It's like it's like uh, when I go back and watch the Bob Newhart show. You know, uh, Carlin was a very different character at the very beginning. Oh, For yeah. the first couple of seasons, he was on, and and then he kind of changed a little bit, and then he became sort of a main character, and then he became the Carlin that we all know. And it's weird to go back and see his first appearance, and you're like, "What the fuck?" 
right. you know, it's like, oh, that's who he was? No, the, no, uh, no, no, patient. Jack Riley, yeah. who plays Mr. Carlin on the original uh, Bob right. Newhart show, or any show. I mean, like, literally, go back and watch the the uh, the um, the pilot of the Mary Tyler Moore show. Well, we even talked and about the, the pilot of this. That was what inspired this, was just how different we were with the pilot, and, like, how, well, Barbara Berry and apartment-centric it was, and just, like how it was all about how dangerous New York was. It was just such a different tone. Well, the life and times of Barney Miller was right. going to be both. It was going to be apartment and home. And did you guys watch the alternate pilot? Yes. Yeah. Okay. See, so Richard, when you came on so, the Kolchak tapes, you had listened to every episode. You really, you're doing us a disservice. You should have listened to everything before you came <laughs> on here. Well, and the problem is Otto really. I know. I know. It's kind of a letdown this month. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know, Richard, you know, Richard, I thought you were some kind mm-hmm. of West Coast elite, yeah. you know, you know, you fly over where I live, you fly over yep. where Mike lives, looking down, you're li- mm-hmm. you're looking, looking down, down and judging, just judging. flying judging, over to yeah. New York to get a cappuccino and then flying back and having yeah. your sushi. Yeah, I fly out no yeah. two, three times a week. I'll fly to New York just because of this one bagel place. Oh, yeah. Oh, because of the That's water right. in New York, yeah. right? That's what they say. It's different. It's different. I don't know why. It's fucking <laughs> West Coast elite, man. They're, they don't get us, man. No. They don't get That's us That's why everything has been failing. You know, all these Disney Plus shows, all this I stuff. Know. They don't know how to talk to middle America. I yeah, I know. They just don't. Richard, do touched. you understand the plight yeah. of the working man? The working man? Everybody here isn't gay. Isn't gay. I mean, like do you realize that we have to pay for things here? <laughs> we have to, like, grocery shop and... Guys, do you know how much rent, a banana costs, sir? Th- these things. Mortgages? Have you ever heard of the term mortgage? Richard <laughs> <laughs> feels ambushed. A, a banana costs as much as Marta says it costs when she does my... <laughs> oh, there you go. Oh, wow. Is that yeah. on Instacart? Yes, Mr. Hatham. I will get fair. it for you. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, I don't know what that is. Uh, <laughs> now, do you use the two form or the usted form when you're talking with Marta? <laughs> I use English. <laughs> this is our country. I only speak American. <laughs> I ain't no West Coast. I ain't no West Coast elite like you, man. Um, as I was going to say, I know that the next show you guys are going to do is the Mary Tyler Moore show. <laughs> Whoa! And because I, of that, I want to let you know that in the class that I Whoa. teach at UCLA about television and writing, I will often show the Mary Tyler Moore pilot, and then immediately show the Thirty Rock pilot, and go, okay. Tina Fey was a giant Mary Tyler Moore fan, and here's the nine ways you can understand 30 Rock by watching Mary Tyler Moore. But 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 my point is Rhoda comes off harsh. Oh, Phyllis yeah. comes off. Phyllis is brilliant, but but people are like, I don't know who the fuck this is. They get once they know the characters, it was like the second or third episode, Rhoda has a really funny episode, and everything changed. And then suddenly everyone loved Rhoda. But in the pilot, the studio hated Rhoda, the network hated Rhoda, everyone hated Rhoda, and Jim Brooks and Ellen Burns were like, just relax. You're going to love Rhoda. You're going to love her. And then four years later, she's got her own show on the same fucking network. So, yeah, the 
the character, and it's hard to remember when you first see characters. So I, I totally buy that that Ron Carey as Levitt is 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 abrasive and grating right now. We'll see where he goes. We'll see what you guys think. Maybe I'll pop back. You know, let's have, the pop. let's have let's have Richard on once a season to do a Levitt check, <laughs> so we can see. Yes, and yes. you know what? And you know what, Richard? And you know what, Richard? If we come up at the end of this show, we still don't like Levitt. Oh, tisk tisk tisk. <laughs> Ron Carey, we're coming for you. I mean, honestly, I'm sure we'll come around to him. It's I think to Mike's point though, it's just he's almost the he is almost too much of a participant in yeah. the mainline story of this episode. Let's move on to our third and final segment that we'll have tonight, which is Fire 77. And we're talking about character actors that come in and play a lot of different things. I'm very surprised that the character actor um, Sal Viscuso doesn't come back multiple times because I know he played like I'm a big MASH fan. And he was not only was he the announcer that we would hear throughout the entire run of mash the attention attention guy if it wasn't radar it was him doing that but then he was multiple characters on mash but i think this is his only appearance on barney miller which i was just kind of floored by the one person who comes back multiple times is going to be the actress Kay callen who plays the female half of a couple that had a suicide pact that neither one of them fulfilled and i was incredibly happy that Howard Platt plays the other half. And I'm sure Richard, you were a fan of Sanford and son as well, because I mostly know him as being the white cop from Sanford and son. He is uh, officer Hoppy Hopkins who uh, could never get his, uh, his slang. Correct. He was on, on Sanford and son. He was sort of the Ted Baxter. Oh yeah. And, and here he plays a character that could not exist on network television now and <laughs> no. this storyline could not exist because I'll, t- I'll tell you one other. Okay. So th- I got so much to say. So this storyline of the, of the, the couple that's in love and makes a suicide pact because they feel that, Hey, they're 38. It's over. They've done everything they're going to do. Why, why just ride it out on this long slope into obscurity? Let's just end it. But there's an erotic aspect to their suicide pact. Oh yeah, you you could not do this. There was an episode Susan and I have been rewatching uh, Remington Steel, and there's an episode where there's a character who who they encounter. Uh, Remington sees him trying to uh, jump off a bridge. In fact, the uh, it's the Colorado Street Bridge. It's half a mile from where I live, and. Um, and there's a lot of humor about how they can't take their eyes off him because if they do, he's he's crawling out a window. <laughs> you cannot smoking, you cannot do, and suicide, you cannot do. It is <laughs> verboten. It is it is a thing that that every network and and even now cable because of Thirteen Reasons Why is very careful about. They're <sighs> like, let's not fuck around with suicide. It's just. It's just because they realize, and here's the weird thing, it's a real thing, that if you portray suicide in a television show, or more to the point, if a celebrity commits suicide, suicide rates in general go up. They just do. Suicide is this weird, almost, there's almost a contagion. And networks are like, we don't, we don't want this, we don't want to air something 
And then suddenly someone, kids, anyone are committing suicide and somehow it's our fault because it's tragic. Anyway, but the storyline plays out with that guy and that is awesome. Um, there's, um, I do like this line in here about, um, what is it like people who are old and don't have sex anymore that they have incredible strength or something. And then he asked him to it's open so up good. for him, man. <laughs> I mean, it's Dietrich just being kind of an a-hole, which I like, though, where he's just, like, having a joke on fish and nobody's even aware of it that he is, other than us. It's like we're sharing a joke with Dietrich, which I was just very appreciative of. I mean, again, the show is so well-written that even if you don't catch that joke, you still... I don't know. It, it seems like a that seems like a pretty good joke. Like there's a couple really good jokes in these three episodes, and this yeah. is, this is one of them. It's just a really well written joke. And uh, well, for, for I was just going to say, jumping back to community relations, for me, the end of that episode was just so beautiful. Oh, where yes, because the the bet between the smoking and the gambling, and Barney says, you know, we've sent off the old guy and the blind guy. Maybe somehow this symbiotic relationship is going to somehow flourish and work out. And uh, and and uh, Harris says, I bet it doesn't. And then Yamana says, you're on. <laughs> and Harris says, you lose. And lifts the cigarette to his lips and lights it. And it's just like no one has enjoyed a cigarette more Mm-mm. than Ron Glass in this episode. It's beautiful. And I was laughing out loud at this sitcom from 1977, still packed such a punch. I was just really tickled by it. So good. The guy who plays uh, Mr. Landry, um, sorry, in this one, he's Weisskopf. He will be back several times. And apparently he was already in one. He was in the Ms. Cop episode. So uh, back when, speaking of Wentworth, back when she was uh, brand new, I think, to the force was uh, when we first saw him. So another familiar face that we'll see a few more times. But going back to the um, Sal Viscuso character, I, or uh, Thomas Vitella is the, the name. I really like the interaction that he and Wojo are having and that they're so similar, but different at the same time. And especially when he finds out that Wojo hasn't been to confession and basically starts laying on the Catholic guilt onto Wojo that he's pretty much a bad Catholic. And even the guy who was in the process of robbing a church might be a better Catholic than him. And then he starts the fire. And and that reminds me, okay, so Salvis Cuso, I think the reason he didn't come back, maybe one of the reasons, is that very soon after this, he did a, a whole run in the TV show Soap. Mm. And yeah. I believe he played, I believe he played the priest that has to exercise the oh, uh, the devil baby. And doesn't he play like Diana Canova's boyfriend or something? I, I know he was on Soap. I know yeah. this. Yeah, he was Tim Flotsky, and in some episodes, he's Father Tim Flotsky. So, yes. Yep. Father Tim, that's right. And so, yep. which will be the show you guys do after the Mary Tyler Moore show? I, I mean, I was thinking that we would just skip Mary Tyler Moore and just go right to Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman, which I think is one of the most bizarre TV shows ever. It is. Talk about some interesting character actors that show up in there. I mean, I remember talking with Sid Haig about his role in that, and he was just like, yeah, they let me do whatever I wanted to do. And I was like, wow, okay, that's pretty cool. 
Well, because it was syndicated and it was late night and they really didn't care. They were getting 0.0 ratings. Yeah. So they were like, you can, you can go fuck a dog. We don't care. Do whatever you want. And that's why shows like Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman and Fernwood Tonight were so weird. And, oh, and we're yeah. able to like do what they did for a brief moment. Uh, yeah. So it's cool. Yeah. Oh, do yeah. I would. Love- what was this show about dog fucking? Uh, the Love Mary- Boat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was very. Confused. When I was a little kid, I didn't know what Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman was. It, it no. scared me because I didn't understand yeah. it, and I knew it was supposed to be a comedy, but I didn't understand why it was funny. So it frightened me because I'm like, well, Gilligan's Island and I Love Lucy is funny, but they say this is funny, but I don't understand why. So maybe it's grown up and I'm afraid. And I was, you know, eight. So yeah. No, it was a weird show. When I caught it occasionally, I'd be like, what the hell is going on here? And why is this supposed to be funny? Yeah, I did not get it at all. Yeah. Yeah, satire doesn't really work for eight-year-olds. No. Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman. Yeah. I'll have to check it out. Uh, I don't think it would fit for the one-season show, because I think it actually was two seasons. But I could be wrong. It may have been two seasons. Yeah. Yeah. If it was two seasons, I'd be kind of surprised. But like we said, it was a weird time. So it had to be cheap to make. It had to oh, be yeah. cheap. No one was making a dime, but it was like, you can do whatever you want. And it's on TV. And I was like, great. We'll do it. Oh, I forgot that it was cause I'm looking at it right now and I'm seeing like Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman disc 33 episodes, two ninety to two ninety eight. Holy shit. No, no, it did not run for 300 episodes. I'm sorry. That, I know. Yeah. That doesn't correct. seem right at all. No, it's wrong. They're numbering them weirdly. It, right, it no, may be two seasons. It, it was brief. Uh, yeah, that is, and, and I didn't know. I didn't get what Fernwood tonight. Fernwood tonight was Martin Mall and Fred Willard, and it, oh, it, you know it now. Sorry, because Richard, it but it was three hundred twenty-five episodes. Mary Hartman did not go for three hundred. Not with Louise Lazar. What are you t- really? That's not yeah. possible. It was on every night of the week. October 7th, October 8th, October 11th, 12th, 13th, 14th, 15th. I'm sorry. I didn't realize. Okay. I'm sorry. How many, uh, how many years, what year did it start? What year did it end? It was two seasons that ran from 76 to 77, but it ran every night of the week. Okay. That's what I, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I stand corrected, 100% correct, because I'm like, that show was only on for a couple of years. I didn't realize right. they were doing, it was five times the number of episodes or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Okay, there I didn't you go. I didn't realize it either. Yeah. Wow. So strange. That's fucking but, crazy. Don't do that yes. show. You guys don't want to watch three <laughs> fucking episodes of that show. Fuck that shit. Uh, what else do we need to talk about with this last one here? Because there's the suicide pack. There's... Uh, Weisskopf, yeah, who's the one who, or sorry, not Weisskopf, but there's the cell, uh, cell character who starts the fire, which gives us the title of Fire 77, and then we get to see the, uh, oh, you're right, the Shabu Shabu, you brought that up before, and that is one of the storylines. Yeah, it like is so joke. good. I love when Nick is describing what's in there. <laughs> <laughs> There's fish it's heads, a, <laughs> fish heads, uh, cucumber rind, uh, cabbage leaves, and uh, celery tops. My God, it is garbage. <laughs> and then, and then, of course, and then, of course, at the end, the payoff. Barney tries it; it's not bad. And then Yamana tries it; something went wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it survives the fire, which was great for me. 
survives the fire because he took That's it right. off the burn. Had to save it. Have you guys already done the episode yeah. where, where of course, Nick's coffee is always the worst coffee? But where he's using water that's coming from the ceiling? Yes. Has that happened? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Filters out the impurities. <laughs> it was one of the first coffee episodes, believe it or not. Yeah. 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 Nice. Oh, so good. So good. Yeah. And then, and then, of course, at the end, they pay off the long-running fish in the bathroom gags because the door is destroyed. Right. And there's no door on the bathroom. And and clear and fish disappears into the bathroom. You know, it's all according to Barney. It's all based on your own. Everyone's their own level of modesty, right? And then and then Diedrich walks in and looks in the bathroom. Hey, fish! <laughs> hell of a day, isn't it? Right. Let's have a fucking conversation. <laughs> there are some people that like to talk in the bathroom. I don't get those people at all, man. Like one of my first jobs, I had a supervisor who was showing me, I was working in a movie theater and he showed me around, da, 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 da. And basically he's like, oh yeah, you know, I'll show you how this works and takes me into the bathroom. He showed me like, oh yeah, I got to clean here, clean here, do this and this. Next thing I know, he's going in a stall and he's still having a conversation with me. I'm just like, what the fuck, man? No, you no, do that no. on your own. I'm, I'm, I'm out of here. I'll, I'll see outside. That is where you go to have your, that's a vacation. Oh, when yeah. you're in a workplace and you go into the bathroom and you go in the stall, oh, you're invisible. You, you find that handicapped stall where you got all that room around you. Fuck all those crippled people because I just want to sit in that big old oh, stall, man. Just give me the room. Yes, I go into the handicapped stall. When you know you're not working with handicapped people, you That's take right. your chance. You go to the handicapped stall. You get out, you sit down, even if you only got to do number one, you get out your phone, you relax. Oh, yeah. You get a minute to yourself. I'm playing some oh, my God. a hand of euchre or two, you know. So nice. I friend of mine, I will not tell who it is, TV writer, guy I've worked with. He talked about how he would, uh, he worked in a restaurant. When you work in a restaurant, you get, part of your payment is the food that you steal and eat either on the job or that you steal and run home with. So he worked right. at a place where the, where he liked the uh, the shrimp. They had a lot of that sort of shrimp, you know, shrimp cocktail kind of stuff. And so he would... Sounds like he worked at Red Lobster. It, it wasn't Red Lobster. It was that kind of place. And so his move was, and he told us, this was, I love this. He would take a, he'd take a giant handful of shrimp and jam it into his apron where there were pockets, you know, where you right. keep your, your pens and all that stuff. And then, and then he would then very carefully take some cocktail sauce and put it into a little container and hide that. And then he'd, and then, and then at a certain point he'd make a beeline for the bathroom, you know, his manager would look at him, you know, it's like, what's going to, he's like, say, say I'll, 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 I'll be out of me. Take a while. You know, big job, big job. He'd go in, go into the stall, and he would sit down, and to make it look good, he'd pull his pants down so they're puddled around his ankle. No. Get the fuck out of here, Richard. Oh, I don't want to eat shrimp on the there. toilet. I don't want to eat shrimp on the toilet. No. <laughs> sit there, take out of his apron, with his pants down, and dip it into the sauce oh. and eat it. And just take his sweet Wait a time. second. Are these like cocktail, cocktail sauce? Yeah. Shrimp cocktail. Just... Mm, and just do no. it all. Like with fuzz and shit on it from his pockets, man? Yeah. That, That's just way too that much, That is a classic restaurant-style move. That is classic. That, that, that's, that's a new level. This guy earned my 
undying that is, respect. That is a nightmare. I mean, I guess if you really got to go, when you got to go, you got to go. No, he didn't need to go. He just needed to eat. <laughs> when you got to eat, you got to go. On the next episode of The Life and Times of Barney Miller, we're going to be talking about abduction, sex circuit, and moonlighting. Until then, I want to thank this month's co-hosts, Richard and Chris. So, Chris, what is keeping you busy, sir? Work. There's so much stuff that I wish I could talk about that I just can't. So, cstashu.com is where you can find all the stuff I work on until I can talk about it, which maybe never. I have no earthly idea. So, cstashu.com. That's where I talk about all the stuff I do with you guys. We do a podcast together. That's not this one. But that's where you can find me. What about uh, you, Mr. Haddam? I only want to talk about one thing. Who the fuck is Otto? And why the fuck is his... Was he the first guest being, before you? His, his name has been rubbed into my eyes like acid. I'm now going to find out who this guy is, and it is my one goal to do. Yeah, you got to buy his book on, on Barney Miller. Wait, whoa, 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 yeah. whoa. Yeah, Richard, I told no, you about what? this. This is the guy writing the right. Barney Miller. Did, is book. it already? Is it out? Is it? Can I? Is it no. purchasable? No, it should be out oh. pretty soon. Not yet. October, yeah. November. That is what oh, he said. I take it all back. I'm buying the book. I'm pre-ordering it. It's the perfect stocking stuffer. Get the book. Oh my god, I'm in love with this guy. Okay, I take it all back. You can find me. Yes, yeah, you can see. find me <laughs> on HBO Max and on TBS. Apparently, seasons Ooh. one and two of Titans. Season three drops on HBO Max on August 12th, the first three episodes. Titans in Gotham. Check it out. How many times did they say fuck Batman, Richard? Uh, you know what? Zero in the trailer. But you got you to gotta, you gotta watch season three to see if... Oh, you're, oh, you're sweetening the deal. You leave me some little gingerbread crumbs. You're like, come on, get your fuck mm-hmm. Batman. Get, get, there's, get a couple new, uh, there's a couple new catchphrases one of which was coined by yours truly and it is it is the catchphrase classic gotham oh. bullshit i thought it was these pretzels <laughs> are making good. me thirsty <laughs> <laughs> that would be good too <laughs> maybe season 4 all right then bats are smart they use radar i mean yeah all you need to do richard if you really want to pay tribute to our friendship is you need to win the next show that you work on or the next episode I know what you're going to say that you write or whatever I know what you're, you're say. doing you need to name something magical oh, I was hoping that he would have two goons named Chris and Mike that somebody would beat the shit out of <laughs> yes. someone um, would kill mercilessly chop us up and feed us guys, to a terrible that'd be awesome. guys I've already referenced Shack in a Titans episode nice Season two, episode six, the Connor episode. There is a big Kolshak reference. I don't know if you've watched the show, but watch it and then come back and tell me. Okay, we we got it. We picked we nice. picked up on it. Awesome. <laughs> Check it out. Well, and you can find me over at Projection Booth Podcast, which is available at projectionboothpodcast.com. As always, I want to thank our theme song writer, Mr. John Walker. I want to thank everybody for listening. Continue, please, to leave us reviews. Rate us over on iTunes or wherever you get the show. It'll always help get the word out. If you like the show, fantastic. If not, I'm sorry. But we're going to keep on doing it. We'll be back next month with the next episode of The Life and Times of Captain Barney Miller.